Um, okay, so episode two of Black Business Podcast featuring Jasmine Brown, a.k.a. Watch Jazzy. Yeah. A.k.a. Jazzy Go Get It. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Twitter days. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let the people know, you know, a little history of like, you know, how we met and, and, and how we started working together and everything like that. And um we can just pick up from there. Um it was at the pop up shop in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Um we started working together. I started um you know, this is actually before we um before we met in Miami, I was sending you stuff. And yeah. I always, like, for some reason, I just knew, you know, based off of your engagement on your page, that, you know, you was like, whenever, like, if you wore our stuff, it would be like, like, that's the target demographic. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, they have, they have a lot of followers, and they, but they got a lot of followers for the wrong reason. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, for us, you know, I just knew, like, I seen how, how, how you inspired a lot of women, you know what I'm saying, on your page and just looking at the comments. You know, people just wanted to be, you know, you or like you or do whatever you did or wore whatever you wore. And I think the first time I sent you, I think the first ad we did with, with you was like the green and white distress. And we did like a 30, 30% off for 30 minutes. And it was, yeah. it was probably like the best ad that I had did with an influencer at that point. But talk about, you know, how'd you, how'd you get to this point of Watch Jazzy Now? Um, yeah. Starting, like, what did you start out doing? Did you start out acting, doing comedy first? Which one was it? Okay. Well, before I go there, the reason why I think that campaign did so good is because I built the trust factor. Like, people really trust me. If I talk about something, it's because I believe in it and I've tried it or whatever. So people trust things that I say. And I built that by not accepting every job, everything that's come to me. Like I turn things down. I'm like, Oh, that doesn't fit with my brand or, Oh, you know, the, I, I wouldn't really use that in real life and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was never about the money for me. So people started trusting me with the things that I would recommend because I was always just keeping it real. And it was stuff that I really did fuck with, you know? Right. Right. But how I got started, oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I never wanted to do comedy, ever. Like, I was the type of person, like, I was taking my acting classes, and I was so serious. Like, I wanted to be, like, Viola Davis. I swear I was going to be What? No, for real. I was on some Viola Davis shit, like, and that's how I, that's how I wanted to be. And then, like, people were like, nah, you funny. And it was like, for me... Being being told that I was funny, I just felt like that was my personality. I didn't think it was something that I could do for a career. You know, I'm just like, that's just how I am. But like when it comes to what I want to do, like I want to go for the gritty stuff. I want to I want to go for the, you know, the tearjerkers. I want to I want to do that kind of stuff. Right. Right. But then, you know, I think I think for me, the most amazing thing that I ever allowed myself to do was to have an open mind. Because if I didn't have an open mind, I would have just been locked away like, nah, I'm gonna, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I would have stuck with that. And it might have taken me longer instead of just embracing the fact that people think I'm funny. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, 
so I was taking my acting classes and I was creating characters. I've been creating characters since I was like six years old. Like, I feel like if you're creative, you're creative from birth. Like you see things differently. Like the world doesn't look the same for you that it does for other people when you're creative. Right. You know, I could walk into a bar and I could see two people talking and I could see someone spill a drink. And someone might look at that and be like, oh, oh, they spilled their drink. But I could look at that and be like, oh, wow, I can turn that into a situation. I can I can create a sketch out of that. I can. You know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah. Like that's that's one mind, thing that that's yeah. one thing that drew me to you was like your perspective. Like, you know, like when, when you would talk, like it would be certain shit that people would think, but they wouldn't say it. You know what I'm saying? And you would just yeah. like say that shit. And it would make so much sense. And, you know, based off of your engagement, you would see thousands of people you know, hundreds of thousands of people can relate to the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah. that was that was definitely, you know, not to cut you off, but that was one thing that was like, damn, like she's really good at like, like painting that picture. Dang, thank you. So um, I created my character Toya Turner from when I was six years old, subconsciously. <laughs> you know, I used to get, I know, seriously, I used to get allowance, um, $10 a week. Uh, you know, just by doing dishes and, you know, cleaning up and things like that, I would get $10 a week and I would save up and I would buy wigs. And like in the wigs, I would just like pretend to be like a different personality. I would change my voice up and I would ha and I would t wear these crazy outfits and I would have like my brother or my sister take pictures of me on, on my disposable camera. But um, I grew up in like the hood, right? My dad, Jamaican, he, he bought a fixer upper house. So like our house is like... <laughs> After we got done with it, we had pavers, grass, right. fence, rottweilers, the whole nine. He even put another bathroom in there. Like, we hooked it up. But I was still, like, right in the middle of the hood, nonetheless. So, as a little girl, as Toya was being created subconsciously, like, I would go outside, and I would just, you know, just be looking around, and I would see these girls with you know, with the with the mannerisms as Toya, like how they would talk, how they would how they would stand, how they would use their hands, and I would just be out there just studying these girls, and I didn't know what it was doing to me then, but I, obviously I, I know now. Like she was being created since I was six. You started creating that character at six. At what point did you sh did like? At what point did the world see it at first? Oh my gosh, the world saw Toya for the first time. She didn't have a name. I just called her Baby Mama. Man, I think, oh my gosh. Well, let's now just say, let's just say, when did you create the Instagram page for Toya? Like, what year was that? Well, I had a YouTube. I put a video on YouTube first. Oh, right? okay. So it was so it was Toya and like the guy voice that I always use. I like made some kind of character up that was like just kind of whatever. And I had them having an argument on the phone <laughs> about like, oh, you're not gonna let me see my baby, whatever, whatever. And then that video like caught the likes of of this really big um, YouTuber at the time, uh -huh. you know? And then he reached out to me and then um, he wanted to use me for a short film. So we ended up doing that and then the short film did numbers. And then that's when Toya really, really got her debut once I once I started working with Spoken Reasons. Wow, speaking of Spoken Reason, he's just been like, he's been in a lot of stuff with uh, like Wildin' Out and Emmanuel Hudson. Um, I know, I saw that. Recently. Um, he seemed like 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 I, I I was looking at you know like trying to understand the beef and like from looking at it on the outside looking in without having any judgment I, like I think spoken reason got a point I don't I don't know I could be wrong but like you know I, I it seemed like you know they was mad about something being on his page and, and him like and Emmanuel Hudson not getting the royalties but like Emmanuel Hudson put the same thing on his page and you know he got millions of views but I think um 
Spoken Reason had got more views. And I I don't know. It just seemed like it was it seemed like it was fair business. It just seemed like I don't know. Not well, to our be thing was our thing was different. Like people loved the videos that we were doing, and I never knew he was getting a check from it. He never told me. Oh. Yeah, so I had no idea, and and I thought that we're just creating content and having a good time. I was like, you know, getting exposure, whatever. Yeah. And then he was the whole time he was getting a check because he was doing numbers back then, like he his his videos would do like millions right right so how do you like how how do you feel in situations like that do you feel like it's cool because you was just getting exposure or do you feel like you know it was something that you would have wanted to know about as far as the money that was being made yeah i mean i definitely would have wanted to know about it because i feel like at this point you're playing on my you know my innocence and my you know just me not knowing right right like, you could have just kept it real and showed me the game like i made my own youtube channel and i was like hey can i get the video to post on mine and he was like nah and i was like well what if i posted a month later he was like no like he's <laughs> like you, he said something like do you think jay-z gives away his stuff or something like that and i'm like well i'm not even trying to post at the same time as you compete i just want it for content and he never he never gave me any footage wow and then he tried to manage me for thirty percent, for thirty percent, and I was friends with a lawyer at the time because um, I had a lawyer who did my my contract for One Hundred Six and Park because I was in the running for One Hundred Six and Park, and I talked to him about it. He was like, thirty percent is insane, and talent doesn't manage talent. That's ridiculous. No. Right, right. But like, I thought that it was like okay, thirty percent, whatever, because I was gonna go with it. Yeah, it's just me me not knowing, and I think that. He played on that. He right. played on that of me not knowing what was going on. He was just getting a check for me or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, years later, he ended up apologizing to me and like how he treated me and, and how and the whole thing and whatever. And then, you know, that was that. And I don't have no beef with him because at the end of the day, like I feel like it was something that needed to happen to me for me to like know that people are really going to try to play with you if you don't really know what you're doing. Right. You know, so it was something that I feel like I needed to learn. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it, right. it sucked that, you know, like I'm literally struggling. Like I'm not making no money and you making money off of me. Like right. you wouldn't right. even try to just. It, it wasn't even no gas money exchange. It wasn't no, here you no. go. <laughs> no, we order us food. Oh, okay, okay, cool. He, okay, he at least he at and least then, and then we like, and then he wanted everyone to think that I was his girlfriend. So it was like, dang, like, and even even after that, like, oh wow, yeah, yeah. I did a music video for him though, and he paid me for that, but he never paid me for like, like all the stuff that we did. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's no bad blood between y'all. No, there's no bad blood, but it's like I actually never ever talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. But, yeah. Just remembering everything, but it ain't no bad blood. He apologized, and I, you know, yeah. I forgave him, and then I just moved on in my life. Do you remember and, your first um, video that like went crazy? Like that went viral. Yes, I do. Hold on, I, I gotta pause you. I do remember the first video that went viral. Um, and Trina, uh, she's the one who actually reposted it. Oh, she was like the first one that reposted it. Yes. So, did you have a relationship with her, or was it just out the blue? No, it was out the blue, but I mean, like being from Florida, like you, come on now. Right, that's like, what I'm she, saying. She was like that's, everybody's that's, idol. That's what I'm saying. So, like, of all people, for it to be Trina, that's crazy. I know, right? So the um, so the video was about 
you being with the dude and you teach him how to do all this stuff. You you get him all the way together. You teaching him how to do this, how to treat a woman, blah, blah, blah. And then y'all break up and he and he's like that man that you made him for the next woman. And the, and the whole thing was like, these bitches need to tell me thank you. It was like, you're welcome, bitch. I remember that. I remember that. I'm, I, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I don't know if I remember like seeing it at the time it dropped, but I seen that video for sure. Yes. And this, she reposted it's hilarious. it and it went crazy. So this comedian, you know, found Toya. Shout out to comedian Angus Black. He's the first person to put me on a stage and give me a chance for real. He reached out to my manager and was like, um, he's putting together this this comedy tour. And it was me. Well, he wanted it to be Toya Turn Up, Just Hilarious, and Pretty V. And it was just something he was just trying out. Like, none of the girls really did stand up. I think Jess was dabbling in it, but she wasn't as big as she is now. Right. Um, so he's, like, talking to her, and he's like, oh, he's like... But this, at, at, this point, at this point, Toya was already popping, though, right? Like, on Instagram. Yeah, Toya, like she yeah, was, Toya was... Yeah, Toya was so let's so let's let's back up a little bit and let's talk about like like what was like some of some of the strategic steps that you used to like how did Toya become a thing like on like how did she become so big because because was was did you start doing like uh, watch Jazzy you know like like from your point of view first or was it Toya and then you went into like you know talking doing your shit on your page? Honestly, I went hard on for Toya. Right, and then when Toya had more followers than me, I slowed down. I was like, "Oh no!" Nah. What you mean? Oh no! Nah. Toya had more followers than me, and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. uh." I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. And I, and I started to feel some type of way. <laughs> what were some of the things that you were doing as you know, as a creative with Toya that was getting the attention of so like you know, hundreds Toya of thousands of followers? Is just so raw, and Toya was raw before the girls got raw these days. Right. Toya was like the first, like Toya was like a the city girls for real. Right, right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Toya represents like every hood bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before it was like okay to be your ratchet self and to be hood and to represent where you from. Before all of that, Toya was the one who was doing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, oh my gosh, she's saying exactly what I want to say. Woo woo woo. But like you don't want you don't want people to call you a hood rat or whatever, whatever. <laughs> Toya was saying that and Toya didn't care. So I was always doing that stuff on Toya's page because I didn't care what people said about Toya because Toya was really living the lives of these of real women. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so many people related to Toya. And people who follow Toya didn't follow me. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so basically, it was it was it was nothing crazy that you did. You just put out good content, and they just caught on. Yeah, but I feel like with me, it's always relatable, right? You know what I'm saying. And even if it's a story that, because a lot of Toya's stories are my stories, but I can't sit there and, and, <laughs> and talk about it like that. You know, right, so like, right. but Toya can. Right, she can do it in a way where you know. It's funny and it's extra and it's loud, whatever. Right. And people love it. Right. So it was. So, so it was. Times, yeah. It was. It was no. So with Toya, it was just good stories, good content, relatable content. It was no strategy. It wasn't like, you know, getting people to post this and doing that to try to like, you no, know, get a following. I never hit nobody up for. I have never in my life. Only when I dropped Toya's music video, and that's down the line, did right. I ask people to repost anything from me or like, hey, can you check this out? Never. 
So, so I mean, that's that's a point. Like, that's a good point where you know people like you know a lot of comedians and things like that, um, or influencers, act or actors, actresses. You know, th- you know they think they need shout outs from people to you know to become who they are. But like, like the name of the game is really just putting out good content, and it's yeah, gonna and, it's gonna find its own way. And there's some people who rely on being around other people, especially when I got to LA. People wanted to collab so much. Oh, you got to do a video with this person and you'll get their followers and this, is and that. And it was like this whole collabing thing. But like, I've always just been a ranter. Like, I've always <laughs> right. just, I've always just talked my own shit and just mind my own business. Yeah. And I would do stuff with other people and collab every now and then. But they would ask me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always just been like the, a, a loner when it comes to that. Because once you start working with a bunch of people every time, like, they, they only want to see you in groups. Right. I can be by myself. I can hold my own by myself. Right. And if I do a collab, like it's just it's just gonna be some fire. But like I don't have to do it. Right. 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 Okay. So at what point, like, can you talk about your first any any amount of money? If it was fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars for you to like make a post or you know shout somebody out? Like, what was that first? It was flat tummy tea. Wow. <laughs> it was flat tummy tea. The funny thing is, I was using it. You was already was, using it? No, I wasn't already using it, but like I I you know, you send me something, I want to try it out. And it's, it's so that's it's, so it, it it's a good product? It actually does work. It just yes. get a bad rap because of just how how big like when anything when something gets so big, it's just people just yeah, start well, talking shit. Yeah, it gets a shit. bad rap because they start just hiring anybody to talk about it. And oh, you, okay. And the, and the people aren't using it. Right, right. I was actually using it. So everything that I did and every time I promoted something, it was always real because I tried it. Right. So when you, it's different when you can talk about something you know about versus you talking about something you don't know about. And And I think, how much did they pay me? I think, oh, it was $500 for, I think, like three posts. Wow. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like... I can't believe I'm getting paid to use something that I would use for free. Right. At that point, you you want did you did you start to understand like the power of influence? I feel like it took me a while. Yeah. Because I've always been one of those people who's just been really happy to be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my acting coach had to check me about that. You know, when I would just be so excited to be here, and she would say to me, "When you get booked for these jobs, like I understand that you're excited to be there, but you're doing a job." They obviously hired you because you're capable. Right. This isn't, you're not doing them a favor. Right, right. This is a job. Right, exactly. I'm like, dang. So, I'm so, so happy to be here. <laughs> so at what point did you say, okay, I need, to, I need to turn this into a real business? Like, you know, um, really like uh, take my team serious, you know, get a manager that really knows what they're doing. I, honestly, I feel like it's once I started doing my comedy shows when I realized that I could sell tickets. Okay, cool. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, your shows and, and, and that process of like, you know, selling tickets. What was your first show? My first show, I opened up for Just Hilarious. So this is the story I was getting into. Okay. Um, where a comedian reached out, comedian Angus Black, he reached out to my manager and pretty much was like, can she do 25 minutes? And she's like, yeah, she can do 25 minutes. So then they call me on three-way and I'm like, yeah, right. No way. There's no way I'm doing that. I'm a serious actress. I'm not doing stand-up, blah, blah, blah. And I was 1,000% against the idea. And they were like, well, can you host? 
And I was like, I had did one of six in Park. So I'm like, yeah, I can host, whatever. That's easy. Right. So I go and I host and I'm getting ready to bring Jess out. You know, I did my little five minutes or whatever. And she's late. She's not there. She's not in the building. She's nowhere to be found. So as the host, wow. I had to kill time. Right. And I was up there as Toya. So I was up there killing time and blah, blah, blah. And this is the first time Toya's ever been on stage. So people were going crazy. So like I'm up there. Oh, wait. Blah, so blah, you blah. was hosting as Toya. I was hosting as Toya. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like she was late and I had to figure it out. And I ended up doing 20 minutes. <laughs> And I was so mad because I'm just like, dang, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for anything like that. But I've always been good on the fly. I've always been like a good improv person. Um, so then we were there for two nights. So then the next day, she laid again. I had to do 25 minutes the next day. <laughs> but that time I blacked out. I got off stage and they were like, that was amazing. And I was like, I don't know what happened. I mean, people were like, people wanted to pay me to take a picture. And I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to. I, and I wouldn't take the money. It was weird. Until this day, I'm still weird about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like charging people to take a picture with me. Once I had merchandise, then I had to start telling people, like, okay, <laughs> the picture. Now you gotta pay for a picture, right? Because you because <laughs> or you gotta buy merch. Because if not, it's just you gonna be up here and nobody and people. You're not gonna buy nothing because you can get a free picture. Right, right, right. So I had to crack the whip, but I ain't like it. Right, nah, hey man, it's business. It you is know. business, but it's just so crazy because it's like it's hard for me to to separate the two because I still am everybody's bestie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm still the girl's girl. I'm still like the homie. I'm still, right. you know what I'm saying? And people trust me and people fuck with me, and I never. I never like to feel like I'm robbing anyone. I always want to feel like I'm doing a service or I'm giving giving product, you know? Right, right, right. No, I definitely understand. So with 50 Central, did, did you do any Watch Jazzy or was it all Toya? Both. Oh, so, so, you, what hap- so listen, this when this thing came out... Yeah, talk about talk about that. Let's talk about like... So how, 50 Central was a 50 Cent sketch comedy show on BET uh-huh. and everybody wanted it there they were picking like six cast members everybody wanted that job oh my gosh it was crazy but then i knew i was like man if it's anything that has to do with characters i was like they not fucking with me right and i said that to myself i was like and it's not even sounding cocky i'm like my commitment when i do characters is just different they're not fucking with me there's no way that they won't that, that I won't get this. Right. So I was up against a bunch of people. You know, a lot of people that people know. Till this day, I was up against a lot of them. Much, much respect to these women. It was a very tough audition. You were there all day long. And um, people flew in for it all over. I flew in from Miami. I was in L.A. Um, and <laughs> they sent emails out for like scripts you had to memorize and blah, blah, blah. And there was one particular email that everybody got except for me. So when it was my turn to go in there, they were like, okay, Jazz, do what you prepared. And I, and I, all I had was the monologue that they told us to do. And I was like, I don't have anything prepared. They were like, you didn't get the email? I was like, no. And then they were like, okay, we'll make something up. On the spot. On the spot. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh. 
So again, thank God, you know, the acting classes I was taking, I was also taking improv classes too. And I've always been like, you know, I would do talent shows for my family when I was little, you know, I, 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 I hate, I hate to say this, but I'm really good under pressure, but I, I hate the fact that I, I don't like having to be good under pressure. I don't like being under pressure, but I am really good under pressure, but whatever. So I'm you, like, you clutch. It was just sink or swim at that moment. Right. So I was like, okay, well, can I use somebody to play someone? And they were like, yeah. So there was a, one of the judges was in there and I was like, I'm like, just pretend to be my boyfriend. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so I pretended as if I caught him cheating with all these different women. So at first I, boom, Toya, blah, 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 going off on him about cheating. And, and, and supposedly the girl was there. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go get the bitch. I would, I would turn around to go get the girl and I would turn back around and I was a whole nother person. Body language was different. Like voice was different. And I was pretending to be that person. And then I would, and then I would turn around and be another person. <laughs> and I did it like four times. Wow. I know. It was wild. And then here's the thing. And I got to give a shout out to my acting coach, Jane Kelly, the Actors Workshop in South Florida, because I, I promise you, like, she, I feel like she's the reason why I'm, I'm continuously working, because she really taught me, like, the fundamentals. So everybody was in there and wanted to shine, right? right. Everybody wants to shine. That's natural. I've never, I've always been a team player. I've always been like a, when everybody looks good, we all look good. Like, you know, like right. I've, I've never wanted to outshine people. I'm just, that's just not me. I'm an ensemble kind of girl, but I got that from my acting coach. Like we had to be like that. Like she drilled that into us. So all the while I had a scene with this guy and he completely upstaged me, just made me look so small. And I didn't do good in that, but little did he know they were looking for people that can work well with other people. Wow. And he didn't get the job because he was just, he was in there thinking about himself. Right, right. And then when I, and then they swapped him out and they brought in another guy and me and him listened to each other and we were able to really just play off of each other. And we understood that it wasn't about who was better and who made the scene. It was about understanding each other. And we, and it was so good. It was so seamless. Both of us got cast. Wow. Yeah, because you don't know what they're looking for when you're in right, there. Right. You just got to go to your toolkit. And that was one thing that she just always said, respect your fellow actor. You know, mm. so I would never go about, you know, working with someone else and be acting like I'm all that or whatever. I, It was just always like, you know, we were a team. Right. Okay, cool. So, boom, you land, you land 50 Century and mm. y'all do a season of that, right? Mm -hmm. What was that like? Like, like, um, oh my gosh, working with 50 Cent. Amazing. <laughs> amazing, he's amazing, and I know that everyone thinks he's an internet bully, but when I tell you he's so strategic, that man is he's so smart, like, he's brilliant. Like, I, I'll never forget, he was he would talk to us every day after we filmed, and he was saying, like, how when Empire came out. You know, he was always online talking so much shit about Empire. So when so when anyone would get interviewed from these big blogs and these, you know, these big like news news places or whatever, they would always bring up power. 
they would always be like, oh, so 50 Cent is saying this because he thinks that, you know, he thinks that power is better, blah, blah, blah. So power was always, you know what Yeah, I mean? yeah, in, every, in everybody's mouth. Because he's, oh, I was like, dang. He was like, of course, I did that on purpose. It's, it's, it's more so psychology than anything. Yeah. Understanding how the mind works, you know. Right. And how to, you know, tap into the minds of people. Mm-hmm. You, like, yeah, you really have to... <laughs> You really have to be good at that, you know what I'm saying, to really understand marketing and, and like, understand the way people think and what's going to get them to react to certain things. Yeah. So, did, did you feel like you wasn't taking it serious until you moved to L.A.? Like, why did you, like, what made you move to L.A.? I moved to L.A. because I, there was a moment, they were shooting ballers in Miami. Mm. And um, the casting people, like, they liked me a lot, but I just wouldn't land anything. You know, so they called me and they offered me a role on Ballers, right? Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. And then they sent me the script and it was literally the girl. She didn't even have a name. It was like girl one. And it's like she's getting screwed in the bathroom by one of the main characters, John David Washington, which was, you know, Denzel Washington's son plays. Um, I think his name is Ricky on the show. Yeah. Um, I was getting banged by him like out the, straight out the gate, like one of the first scenes of the show. And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, well, they're paying this many thousand dollars. I'm like, no. I was like, I didn't study this long just to go on TV and be the girl who has no name. Right. And then, and then like, and then I'm getting screwed in the bathroom my first time on like TV like that, like on a show like that. Right. No, I'm not doing that. Wow. And, and then, you know, everyone was like, wow. They're like, you have a lot of guts to turn something down like that. This is HBO. And I'm just like, I just, nah. Wow. And I turned it down. And ever since then, I knew I was like, you know what? It, I got to get out of here because it's like, that's the type of stuff that was coming to Miami. You know, the sex symbols, the this and the that. And if I wanted a career and being a serious actor, I knew that I couldn't take those roles. Okay. So how has LA been? LA's been amazing. Yeah. It's a it's a different breed out here though. What's it's the like difference? people are <laughs> people are fake. And I'm like, I've just never been like that. I've always been like the type of person to just keep it real. If I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. You know, people out here will really like smile in your face and not really fuck with you, but but want a dick ride. Wow. It's like it's just different, man. Like <laughs> So once I started noticing, and then the groupies out here, like the male groupies out here are just like, like people want to be involved with you for clout. And it's just like, and when I moved out here, like I wasn't as big as I am now. It's just like, what? Right, right. Like you just want to like be seen with me? Wow. Like get out. Like this, this is whack. Wow. So that's really a thing. Yes, it's really a thing. Say say I'm at an event, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, somebody who just, you know, like you might take a picture with someone and then like you see them post it and it'll be like this whole caption that was not real. <laughs> yeah, you know, tonight I was kicking it with Watch Jazzy. She's so cool. Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Wow. I'm like, we, ain't, we took a picture. Wow. Yeah. It's like stuff okay. like that. Yeah, I can see that. And then people want to hang out with you if you have, a, like, a lot of followers. It's, like, <laughs> on some Black Mirror shit. It's, like, this is just so whack. Like, you didn't have to be 
the cool kid for me to like you. Like if I vibe with you, like, and I, you know what I'm saying? And I have like, and I establish a genuine connection with you. Like we can be friends right out here. It's like, what it's like, what kind of car you could drive? What do you do? How many followers you got? It's just so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. It's, it's, it's more right. like more, it's more opportunities in LA than anywhere else. Right. Well, I feel like everybody's going to Atlanta. But I will say, I would say Atlanta, L.A., and New York are like the top three. Atlanta, L.A., and New York. So you think it would be um, ever uh, like a chance for you moving to Atlanta based off of the way things are shifting? You know what? I, I actually thought about it. Uh-huh. For one, it's way cheaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably like a, a hundred times cheaper. And I, no, seriously. And I feel like everybody is like making their way to Atlanta now because, you know, obviously Tyler Perry Studios and like all these big, all these big networks are like, they're bi-coastal. They're in Atlanta and, you know, like Will Packer, he's in Atlanta and LA, you know, right, like all these big right. producers, directors, like they're, they, they bounce. And right. if you are really in high demand, it doesn't matter where you are, they'll fly you. Right, right. The only thing I like about being in LA is like, these meetings, I, I, I like to meet people in person and, and all the places that I've been like Fox, NBC, um, freaking Kevin Hart studio, all of them, like they're all here. Right. And right. I get to meet these people here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But again, my acting coach, this is the best advice I've ever gotten. And, and I, and this is what I carry with me in my life, in my work life. And I honestly believe outside of people you know, already respecting me. I honestly believe that this is the reason why I work is because I understand the moving parts of the ship. I understand, you know, I would walk into my acting class and she, and she would look at all of us and she would tell us, you are no more important than the person who set up your lights. Wow. And that's how that, and I carry that with me. So when I'm on these productions, like, I'm not just trying to find the director and, and, and rub elbows. I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to the person who's doing my lights. I'm talking to the people who've been there since 5 a.m. when my call time was 9. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you yeah. show respect to the other people who are ma- who are making the project run smoothly, like, you'll be surprised how people go out of their way to make sure that you look good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. So, you know, like, I've just had amazing relationships with, like, you know, assistant directors, the sound people, you know, the person who's, you know, who's getting my water and my bagel, you know, like, it's like, you, you have to treat these people with respect because they're, they're all doing this to make sure you look good. You yeah. know, when you treat them with respect, it just makes their job so much easier and everything just flows seamlessly and you, and you get a great product. Right, right, you know? right. The people you meet going up the ladder, the same people you meet going down. For sure. Yeah. For oh my gosh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And the person who's fetching your smoothie every day or your coffee every day might be the showrunner next month. Yeah. And you think that she's not gonna remember that you treated her like the help? Right. Right. I don't treat nobody like the help. I treat no one like the help. Wow. Nobody. I want to know your name. I don't want. No, nah, you're not the water boy. Like, what's your name? Giving calling people by their name, like that makes a difference too, because sometimes people don't even look at you like you're anything but a coffee fetcher. Right. What was it like? Because around that point, I think you, I, I saw a picture with you and, and Will Smith. Yeah. 
oh my gosh, they hit me up. Wow. And, and invited me to come do this read. And the thing is, when I walked through that door, Will Smith was like, he was cheering my name. He's like, Jazz, Jazz in the house, Jazz in the house, Jazz in the house, Jazz in the house. What? And you had never met him? No. And I'm literally there like trying not to freaking throw up. I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, Will Smith is chanting my name. Like, oh my gosh. And then you know what? After that day, and we did a video, and then he was like, yeah, you know, I'm just happy you responded to the call. You're funny, you this, this, and that. So many people started dick riding after that. So tell me about Will Smith. So what happened with Will Smith? And I'm just like, you guys, relax. It was just a table read. Like, you know, but the thing is, they still hit me up. Like, they, they knew who I was. Wow. Like, you, that's just, it just goes to show you, you never know who's watching. Right, you never know who's watching Jazzy. Will Smith, he's like, damn. Right. And his, like, his day one main man is, like, a really good friend of mine. Charlie Mac. Uh-huh. Like, I could call Charlie Mac for anything, ask for any type of advice. Like, that's, like, my dog. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Relationships, relationships. Relation, exactly, relationships. And you got to make sure you check in on these people, too, not just when you need something. Right. Hey, how are you holding up during the quarantine? What's going on? Yeah. You know, like, when I was doing the show, the Kevin Hart show, the director came in the room, shout out to Chris Spencer, and was like, oh, somebody wanted to meet you. He on FaceTime with Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx is like, yo, like, you're so dope, blah, blah, blah. Like, I got to be around your energy, woo, woo, woo. Like, we were supposed to hang out. But I'm just like, what? Jamie Foxx. But you know what? When I did, when we did the premiere for for the uh, Kevin Hart show, and I met Kevin Hart, and I was thanking him for allowing me to be a part of it, you know, he said to me, he said, you know, Jazz, a lot of people respect you. A lot of men in power in this business respect you. And that's a good thing. And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, like who the heck is he talking about? So again, like my name is not only circulating, but people respect me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's one thing to look at me like you just want to fuck. when it's another thing to be like, this girl's actually got something. I respect what she's doing. And right. for that to get back to him and for that to be the first words out of his mouth when I'm saying, oh my gosh, thank you for you know, allow me to be a part of your project. That's what you say to me. Right. I never forgot that. And that means so much. Every time I think about opening up or starting the OnlyFans, I'm like, let me keep it together. <laughs> uh, I can't go for the low hanging fruit. Don't do it. You funny, man. <laughs> oh, I thought about it so hard. I had a dream about it and everything, but I was like, I can't do that. Because, like, people, like, not even to sound like this, but, like, a lot of men desire me. And I know it sounds weird because I'm so goofy and I'm so, like, you know what I'm saying? But I get, like, <laughs> the the caliber of men that are in my DMs get out of here. And not even, like, on some, like, I want to fuck type shit. Like, I, like, on some, like, they know, they know I'm going somewhere. Right. And they just want to be a part of the experience they want to like you know like first of all i think you're so dope you're so funny you're so talented blah 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 like women don't make me laugh what you do boo, boo, boo. but i'm just like well if a couple of people are saying that that must be true then right right so 
the latest thing that I've seen um, go crazy was you on the um, what you call it, right? The um, the tour. Which tour? The oh, the Baths tour. Like, can we? Did yes. you meet Robert Townsend? No. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure because that's my nigga. Um, oh really? Yeah, five heartbeats. I met him years ago. I was an extra on one of his films, but he doesn't know who I am. Oh okay. Or he probably doesn't remember. He definitely doesn't remember. Okay, so talk about the BAP situation. How did that come about? Oh my gosh! So the creator of BAPS, Troy Buyer, she was in Toya's DMs for a, like she DM'd Toya a year ago about this opportunity. Uh huh. And um. I never really checked Toya's DMs because I would just make a video, boom, and then get right back on my Jazzy page. <laughs> right. And then, you know, this whole thing was coming about, and then she reached out to me too. Or no, Robert Townsend posted that, posted the picture of him and Hallie, and we're like, who wants to see a BAP sequel, blah, blah, blah. And man, when I tell you, people went crazy and were tagging me and Toya, like, I'm not watching it if they're, if Toya's <laughs> not in it. I'm not watching it if Jazzy's not doing it. Woo, woo, woo. Like, it went so crazy that Troy, which is the creator of BAP, she reached out to me. And then she wanted us to have a meeting. So we had a meeting, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, okay, I want you to send me a video of why you should be the next BAP. And then um, she didn't know that I was Toya. This whole time. Oh, she never she put two not, and two together. No, she was reaching out to Toya trying to ha- meet up with Toya too. <laughs> and then I was like, wow. well, this is why I should be the next BAP because... I'm Toya Turnup. You didn't even know that. She was her blown away. She was blown away. She's like, she had no idea. After that, it was like, oh my gosh. So then, you know, obviously, like, my name got tagged more than anybody. Like, it was like, people were almost would boycott it if it wasn't me. <laughs> right, like, right. You know? And everybody wanted it. Oh my gosh. Everybody, everybody wanted it. And I remember going out with the, you know the person who's who's um doing the play jacarius johnson and you know and i remember just telling him like look i won't let you down like i will i won't let you down and he was like well you know niecy's not toya i said i know that and he was like so you'd have to take this character and 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 take it from scratch like you, so you can't be so they so they they talking about holly berry character yeah niecy yeah she's a lot so like toya like, though right or no well, th- no, like she was just a she was just a hood chick from Decatur, but Toya's way more ratchet. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm not. The thing is, my approach with it, like, I didn't take it on to play Hallie. You know, I'm doing my version of it, which is not Toya, and it's not myself either. Right. But like, the director who's doing it, shout out to Jay Kyle. Like, man, like I even though we haven't rehearsed in so long, we were rehearsing every single day, 10 hours a day wow. we for two weeks. When was this, when the, was the tour supposed to kick off? March 12th. Wow. I know. So how has it yeah. affected, how has the coronavirus affected, like affected you like overall, like as far as like your everyday life? Cause I know you, you know, you got a lot going on. Yeah, so it's like the play. I was really looking forward to being on the road because that's how I make money. Right. You know, my stand-up, and if I'm not doing stand-up, I was was taking a break from that to go do the play. So it was like, dang, like, what the heck? 
like, what the heck am I supposed to do now? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm working on, I'm working on my skincare product, which I know is going to do crazy, but that's not out yet. So right. it's like, what the heck? Right. What do I have coming in? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that whole save money for a rainy day thing, you don't want to blow through that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know what? Luckily, like, I've just been getting a lot of work on social. Like, you know, just doing certain promos and things like that, like, has literally, like, <laughs> yeah. saved me. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. To not having to, like, you know, go into my savings and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You never really want to have to do that. Right. But, and and this is, you know. This is a time where, like, the creators really get creative, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, like, oh, yeah. when your back is against the wall, you know, at times like this, this is when yeah. it's like, all right. Nah, so, there's I, so many, man, like, when I tell you I'm going to be coming out of this thing swinging, like, I have so many dope things that are, like, are happening now that I'm working on now that I have time to sit still. Yeah. People call me all the time and they're like, oh, are you bored yet? And I'm just like, no. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm creating. I'm doing this. Like, I'm resting. Like, when I was on tour doing stand-up, I did not sleep. Like, I literally was, like, in a different city every week. I was paying, like, $1,000 in dog doggy <laughs> sitter, like, $300 here, $100 wow. there, 200 here. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm on the road. Right. Do you look at yourself as a celebrity yet? Have you, has you, have you finally accepted it? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie. Recently, I was at my, because um, every now and then I'll go see my friend who lives down the street. And like, so I was, I was with her and we were walking our dogs together. And this guy, he was like a, um, he was delivering like Uber Eats or something. And he got out his car and he was doing a delivery. And he was like, he was like, is that Rocky? He's like, <laughs> oh, snap. To my dog. And I'm like, wow. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? <gasps> wow. And then it's like, now I could just kind of pick up, I could pick up on people like when they know me or when they, you know what I'm saying? Like when I go somewhere, like I could pick up on when someone recognizes me. And they just don't a lot say of nothing. People recognize me and they don't say, yeah, they yeah. say something. Yeah. So like I just, you know, but it also like, um, I forgot what it was. Like, I can't really be by myself all the time because once, if, if too many people get to talking to me at once or whatever, whatever, like, it becomes like, I got to get out of there. Yeah. And I've, I've had situations like that, but it's like, I, I'm i I'm nice. I'm the bestie. I can't be like, all right, y'all, look, I ain't answering no more goddamn questions. I can't be like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, I feel like people, they get so excited to see me, they forget that I'm a human and that I'm out doing shit. <laughs> Right, right. Like, you, listen, I'm out here because I got shit to do. You really have to be built for it. And if you're not built for it, you mentally have to be built for it. Because everybody wants to be successful until it's time to be successful. People don't realize what it takes. People don't realize that, like, some things are just going to have to be instinctual. You're not going to have that. If you if you're not used to getting it out the mud, like I've never had anything in my life given to me easily ever. So when it's something that I really want like this, it's like it's a no brainer for me to just get it. 
and I'm and I'm also very critical with everything that I do. So it takes me longer. But I like to consider my hustle like a crock pot. Like I'm a crock pot hustler. Like my stuff is in there marinating and slow cooking. I'm not a toaster. I'm not I'm not a microwave hustler. I can't just put something in there and have it pop out. Like mine is going to simmer and it's going to, and I'm going to add seasoning. I'm going to add water. I'm going to continue to add something until when it's done, after it's been slow cooking, that it's going to be amazing. Right. Wow. I'm a crock pot hustler, man. That's real. That's what I like to consider. No, but real <laughs> shit though. Because like, there's times where I'm hard on myself where it's like, dang man, like I could be some, I, I should be here by now, blah, blah, blah. And my mentor, Stevie Gordon, amazing person, um, he was like, man, Jazz, you know how many people, like, passed Jay-Z in his prime, like, around that time? Like, so many people were bigger than Jay-Z. LL Cool J passed him. Queen Latifah passed Everybody passed Jay at one point. Now look at him. He was a crockpot hustler, man. Right, right. Nah, that's... I'm not in a rush to put things in a microwave and pop it out. Like everything that I do, like it's like, especially the things that I'm really working on, especially in this quarantine, like crock pot. You know, I said something the other day. I said, there's people that have to see it to believe it. And then there's other people that can believe it before they see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have a lot of people like that'll come to my shows and they'll be like, to be honest, I didn't know if you was going to be funny. And it's just like, okay. Like, what are you telling me this for? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Where it's like coming from social media and then doing stand-up. Like, all the OG comedians who had to do amateur nights and things like that hate it. Because we didn't have to go the, the route that they did. Oh, wow. So they tried to be like the gatekeepers and like keep y'all Yeah. Out. So that's a real thing. That's what? That's a real thing. Like, there will be times where like, I was being hazed. I don't know if this happened to anyone else, but like I would, I would be booked to go to a city and I would get there and I would have nowhere to go. And I'll be like, I thought the hotel was booked. They're like, no, it's not. And you're like, uh, but I was on a flight. Da, da, da. And they're like, figure it out. Like the freaking owner of the clubs. And you're like, What? And then you go there and you have an amazing turnout on a Tuesday night. Now they want to suck your dick. And you're like, nah. Right. Same way you don't want to give me nowhere to lay my head. Right. Fuck out of here. But wow. like shit like that. That's crazy. That, that, and you then know. being a woman too, they're just like, yeah, right. It's been a journey, man. Like when I really tell my story for real, people are, are not going to believe it. Yeah. yeah. Like I just went through a lot. You know what I'm saying? And, and, the fact that I'm like even able to just like be a light to people and shed light and, and, and be like an infectious energy to people where people wake up in the morning and they want to look at me to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like having that, having that blessing put on my shoulders, like you wouldn't even believe the type of shit that I've been through. You know what I'm saying? That I'm yeah. even able to like stand up in front of all these people and do that, do what I do. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you guys. My story will definitely be told. Brianna and I, we've been filming for like three years now. <laughs> right. My story will definitely be told. Wow. So, there you go. There you have it. Watch Jazzy, Black Business Podcast.